1: everybody, we welcome you back to the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash live here on Dayton's ESPN radio station, 1410 Wing AM. Earlier in the week, we had Ian Fitzsimmons on to, of course, look ahead to this week's Super Bowl 55 matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, well, Ian Fitzsimmons is one half of Freddie and Fitzsimmons, which you can hear weeknights from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. here in Dayton. So let's talk to the other half, Freddie Coleman. Welcome in, sir. How are
0: you? I'm good, Justin and Kevin. How are you today? Pretty good, man. Hey, look,
1: we appreciate you taking time and hanging out with us. Look, so we're looking ahead to Super Bowl 55 this week. And, of course, all the talk is on Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. And this is one hell of a quarterback matchup. But yesterday... It took a weird turn. Barber shops are being talked about because the, you know, the barber for the Kansas City Chiefs tested positive. I know nothing big has come of it yet, but I've been very fairly critical of the NFL, say, you know, frustrated that they stuck to their two-week gap between AFC, NFC title game and Super Bowl. Where are you with that? Should they have just sped this up and had the Super Bowl this past Sunday, or do you like that they stuck to having the two-week gap?
0: I'm with you. I said it even before the season got started that they shouldn't have a two-week gap between Championship Sunday and the Super Bowl because, just what you mentioned with COVID-19 and you don't know who's been where or who they've been with who, it felt like I was watching or hearing about Coming to America part two, the barbershop scene, when all this happened with the Kansas Chiefs and 20 guys potentially being infected <laughs> by the barber which has been positive. Now they got test negative for five days. But the NFL, let it be known, Justin and Kevin, that no matter what happens, that we were going to have a season, we were not going to have weeks postponed, And the Super Bowl is going to go on schedule. So they were helping on making sure that this was going to happen. But that doesn't mean we can't have any kind of man. How much are they compromising the players in this situation to make sure that everything is going to be spot on for Super Bowl 55 when it happens on Sunday?
2: Obviously, we don't want the worst case scenario, you know, multiple Kansas City Chiefs players to be out with COVID-19. But that biggest player is obviously Patrick Mahomes. And we're still kind of in limbo with that situation. Do you think the Super Bowl should go on, let's just say hypothetically, that Patrick Mahomes tests positive for COVID-19? Do you think the Super Bowl should still go down on Sunday?
0: It shouldn't go down, but it. this may be a kind of a fence-sitting answer, but if you have all this invested into the Super Bowl, then you have to have the game go on the schedule. And it would really stink that the biggest, baddest boy in the NFL jungle is not going to be a part of it, but at that standpoint, more than ever before, you got to take care of yourself. You got to understand exactly who you're going to be around, and you got to be extra, extra careful. I don't care if you're Patrick Mahomes or the 53rd man on the roster. So, if that's going to be a lesson in terms of a life lesson that you have to learn about in COVID 19 when it comes to sports, when it comes to life, then that's going to be a hard lesson to learn. But I guarantee you, if I was in that situation and somebody said, Hey, we got to get our hair cut, the first thing I would have said was, We better test that bar before anybody sits in that chair because we don't want anybody compromised, whether it's Patrick Mahomes or anybody else. And that's not to say they didn't do their due diligence, but a lot of people did not until guys are asking the chair and somebody say, wait a minute, was the barber tested? So that may be a hard lesson to learn, but if plenty of guys turn up positive and can't play in the Super Bowl, then that's something that's going to have to be dealt with and the Super Bowl game should go on because you have to know better and you have two weeks to know better if you're at Kansas City or Tampa Bay.
1: You know, it's funny from back when this pandemic started, um, a lot of hosts, uh, media across the board, if any host out there would voice their opinion on these leagues need to be very cautious, they need to be very cautious. Yes, the numbers might show that it's okay to play here or there, or maybe it's too dangerous to play, but they need, you were la- you know, we would be labeled, you know, fear porn, and you would hear all these stupid phrases of just ripping media members who were, you know, urging these leagues to be You know, very cautious. And I feel like once the Super Bowl ends this coming up Sunday you're going to have a lot of people saying, see everyone overreacted for nothing. Everyone didn't think there'd be a season to get through. We're not happy that we're wrong if that ends up happening that we get through the Super Bowl without any major issues. But Freddie, when the clock hits zero and we crown a Super Bowl champion on Sunday night, if you had to give a grade to the NFL for how they handled this all the way going back to when the pandemic started to whether it's Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes or God forbid Chad Henney raising a Super Bowl trophy, (laughs) uh, what great would you give the nfl
0: <laughs> <laughs> number one a plus with that joke by the way outstanding by you that's number one uh, number two i would give the nfl a b minus because they are a multi-billion dollar business and gentlemen they let it be known before the season got started that with the nba having their bubble environment at college football having their stop and starts in the big 10 and the Pac-12 not playing at the beginning of the year bubble environments with the NHL, major league baseball the nfl let it be known that we were going to be here for you. Hey, we're the NFL. We're here to save you. They ran on that campaign, and they were determined to make sure that campaign was going to come to fruition. So that's why I give them a B minus. I understand that they are a business. They were determined to make sure that business is going to be as much as business as usual as possible. But we ought to remember this about the National Football League. They are a cold-hearted league, and they were going to make sure that the entertainment value was going to be there, even without fans in the stands in plenty of places. So I'm not going to punish the NFL for being about a business. And remember this, how many players are part of that tweet chain from J.J. White of the Houston Texans with the hashtag, we want to play. Plenty of players signed up knowing exactly what they were going to be in for or at least what they thought they were going to be in for. Then everything came to a head and they were thinking, man, maybe it was not the right decision, but they couldn't go back. They had to go forward, especially if they did not opt out before the season got started. So that's why I give the NFL B-. It's not just about the league putting the product out there. The majority of the players wanted to play. And even if they had remorse, they still went out there. But if you're going to do that, you have to make sure you took everything possible to be safe, knowing that COVID-19 protocols were either going to be violated or that plenty of players and even coaches were going to test positive for COVID-19.
2: You know, Freddie, around my circle, everyone thinks the Kansas City Chiefs are going to blow Tampa Bay out. And I've been the guy waving the flag for that Tampa Bay defense with Shaq Barrett, JP, JPP, and, and Dominican Sue against that shaky offensive line for Kansas City. Where do you come down with that?
0: Yeah, I'm with you on waving that flag because that defense is going to get after Patrick Mahomes, even if he had his offensive tackles there because that's how Terrell really Top Bull's defensive coordinator has gotten his defense playing in the shape. But that number 15 guy that wears red for Kansas City, even when you get there, there are no guarantees the ball's going to be there when you get there, or if the ball is there that he won't be able to sidestep you and get out of the way. So that defense is going to cause a lot of problems for Patrick Mahomes, there's no doubt about it. But Patrick Mahomes is going to cause a lot more problems to that defense even without his starting offensive tackles that are not going to be available for for this game because he has such a great synergy with that offense and knowing where the pocket is going to collapse and getting away from that pressure or knowing where to put the football, where his players can get it, especially when a play breaks down. So that defense will throw a lot of problems at Patrick Mahomes, but the problems he'll throw at them could be a lot worse for them to try to solve than the other way around.
2: I don't know about you, Freddie, but this doesn't really feel like Super Bowl week. I know the Chiefs aren't even flying down until Saturday. So like it just doesn't feel like the Super Bowl week is here. How do you feel about it?
0: Yeah, because we have to we had to expect that it was not gonna be a Super Bowl week that we were hoping for or that we were used to seeing and hearing about from previous years. Because nothing is the same. Nothing is normal more than ever before when it comes to not just sports, but also in life, with the pandemic still going on and it slowed down in some places, and still a raging fire in other places. So I wasn't expecting Super Bowl week to be fantastic, although early on was great when Rob Gronkowski talked about the meme his mom sent him with Daddy Brady and son Patrick Mahomes. That was pretty cool. And also Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, they had a Zoom session where they were just busting on each other back and forth. So those kind of things were really cool to see, but I really wasn't expecting a great Super week. And I think the reason it doesn't bother me as much is because I think we're going to get one of the greatest Super Bowls that we've seen in a long, long time. We have so much firepower and star power everywhere and so many storylines, old and new. I think not having a great Super Super Week may make it an even better Super Bowl than we thought was going to happen when Sunday rolls around.
1: Yeah, and with what you guys just discussed, it's all the more reason why I'm still baffled as to why the NFL would not have just had the Super Bowl last Sunday because you're right, I mean, the teams aren't even... It's not as if they use this week uh, to have everyone there and that there's festivities going on all week leading into it. I know we have a former NFL running back, Keith Byers, that works with our station, and he played in the Super Bowl, uh, you know, years and years ago, and and he says, "I look, it's, you know, we think of the Super Bowl, it's not just a game, it's an event, it's a two-week event. From the time the clock hits zero in the AFC-NFC title game... Until, you know, the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl Sunday, it's two weeks of, you know, media appearances, of celebrations. He goes, it's, it's a two-week event. That event doesn't exist. So I have no clue why they stuck to this schedule. Uh, but it is what it is. But I want to stick with uh, Tom Brady in this, uh, Freddie, because it's interesting... Right when Freddie, or right when uh, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick split up, everyone started doing the whole "Who's going to win this split up? Who's going to win this divorce?" And everyone say, "Well, Tom Brady. He's in the Super Bowl. Uh, He's of course winning this divorce." They're not starting like this race that everyone has put them in. They're not have. They're not starting it from the same starting block. You have one team that's in win now mode and another team that's in rebuild mode. I don't think that's a fair way to assess who's winning this divorce up front. But who do you think is going to look better when it's all said and done, four or five years from now, uh, between Bill? Belichick and Tom Brady post their playing days? I will say this, number one. I've always been a big believer fear of the known and leave the unknown alone. And what the known is is that, yeah, Tom Brady was able to find a
0: better situation in 2020 by going to a different team than staying with New England. He did not want to have to try to push that boulder uphill with <laughs> eight to nine guys opting out of a defensive end where he can go to a team in Tampa Bay that has a terrific defense and a lot of weapons that that kind of collection of weapons Tom Brady has never had in his NFL life. So I don't know if there's really a winner or a loser, or even there's going to be a winner or a loser five years from now. Here's why I say that. Those two complemented each other extremely, extremely well. There would be no Tom Brady without Bill Belichick, and there would be no Bill Belichick without Tom Brady. And people don't want to hear that. They always want to choose sides. Well, why can't it be that these two together were much better than they would have been apart no matter what happened in New England? Tom Brady had a coach that looked at him, drafted him in sixth round, and saw something beyond that. But I also go back to this, guy. If Tom Brady was that great, then the New England Patriots missed on him five times because they did not draft him to the sixth round. They weren't the only team that missed on Tom Brady from that standpoint. These two were able to find a perfect storm to work together, have that quote-unquote Patriot way, and make that work. Why can't we celebrate that, that these two were together? It's not about who's going to be better forward or who's going to get the most kids and the house and the divorce. It shouldn't be about that with Brady and Belichick. It's about we're never we're probably never going to see anything like this again a quarterback and a coach together that in a 20-year period won six world championships and made nine Super Bowl appearances. That's the one thing we may never ever see again in the National Football League because Brady and Belichick were so good together, a lot more than they would have been apart.
1: You talk about the, the who gets the kids in the divorce. Let's be clear. If the kids had a choice, you know they're picking Tom Brady.
0: If, they, if the kids get to choose, they're picking Tom well, Brady. Well, yeah, because he's a fun parent. Exactly. You get the trampoline and the pool in the backyard and everything. Of course, you're going to go with that parent from that standpoint. But he may have won that battle. Doesn't mean he would have won the war when it's all said and done.
2: Freddie, I got to ask you about the NBA real quick. So many rumors about them trying to play an NBA All-Star game in March in Atlanta nonetheless. So what are your thoughts about that?
0: I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it would be a horrible idea if you're the NBA because when you've had so many teams postponing games, why would you even have a potential super spreader event? Because if you're going to have an all-star game, you know what the players are going to want. They're (laughs) going to want people in the stands. And do you really, really want that? People coming from wherever they're coming from and they're determined to have like an all-star game and maybe festivities? That would be a horrible idea for the NBA. And I understand this is their way of trying to move past different steps to really get back into the swing of having fans and having that camaraderie and guys bro-hugging and dapping all over the place. But my safety would have to be paramount if I'm an NBA player, if I'm an NBA coach, if I'm an NBA GM or an owner. And if you want to just completely distance yourself away from that, then I don't want to hear your soft stories if COVID-19 affects you and affects a family member. Because you had a chance to really, okay, I'm going to keep myself safe and my family safe. Let's forget about the all-star for this year. We really don't need it. You can't be hell-bent on something just because you believe it's going to make things better. Playing basketball and being as safe as possible, that should be your all-star game each and every game and each and every practice. So if they think they can go on with this and think it's a good idea, I'm not going to be on board with that. I love the NBA, but I think this would be a foolish, foolish thing to do if you're the players or anybody connected trying to have an all-star game and everybody coming together.
1: Yeah, I agree. Though I tweeted this out earlier today that look the NBA, in my opinion, of all the, the leagues out there, college included, that they've navig the NBA has navigated through this pandemic probably better than any other league. So with that being said, you know, you think with all the success that they've had that they would not try to veer away from what's worked for them and being cautious. This just didn't make uh, any sense and I'm curious what the players' reaction is going to be. Is the NBA the, the in your opinion, Freddie, do you agree that they the league has probably handled it better than any other league and even college for that matter?
0: Oh, there's absolutely no doubt about that because they were all together as one to say, "Okay, what kind of protocols can we put in place in a bubble environment?" to make sure that we were going to have a season resume and have a champion. And, yeah, I know the ratings weren't there, but it's kind of hard to watch NBA basketball if you're not a hardcore fan like we are. In October or in September, you're not thinking NBA playoffs from that standpoint. So I think a lot of that had to do with the ratings not being what people thought they were going to be when the NBA came back. They've done an okay job right now because under these circumstances where people are playing in their home arenas, you can only do the best you can. You have to hope that people use common sense and uh, understand exactly Why those protocols are put in place. So they've done a really good job with that, but you don't want to undo that by having an all-star game and then that turns to a super spreader event that could affect just about every team in your league. And then you got a whole different situation that you may not be able to overcome. Be able to come to finishing out this season and having a regular season in the playoffs.
1: All right, Freddie Coleman, good enough to hang out with us here on the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash. Uh, you can catch Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Fitzsimmons weeknights from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. right here on Dayton's ESPN radio station, 1410 Wing AM. Freddie, we appreciate your time. Send us out with this. Your Super Bowl champion is who?
0: Going to be Kansas City. I think they win the game
1: 38-30. to 30. Oh, and prediction mm. too. I like that. 38-30,
0: mm.
1: Kansas City over Tampa <laughs> Bay. All right. Hey, sir, good stuff. Thank you so much. Take care. Stay healthy.
0: You too, Justin and Kevin. You do the same, and you guys be well. Thank you.